Welcome to the Eye of Terror. Welcome to the Eye of Terror podcast. I'm George. And I'm Alec. And we play 40K. But soon, we might be playing 30K. Uh, If you're like everyone else in the Warhammer world, you're pretty excited about uh, Betrayal at Cal, the new Horse Heresy board game that hopefully is not limited edition. Yes, I really hope so. We're excited. We put our order in the first day it was available. I understand that it's going to be incredibly popular and that people are buying multiple boxes. Alec, do you have any interest in playing 30K? Um, I have... I've always been cautious with 30K because I don't know how Space Marines versus Space Marines could be made to be really engaging. I mean, I understand it's it's like Space Marines. Because like, ultimately, at this point, it's Space Marines versus chaos-flavored Space Marines. They're not like really in there, like really, really in there as they're in 40K. They're like sort of dabbling at, at, as far as I'm concerned at this point. Uh, what I've heard, and, I, and I've not played 30K, yeah. so, but what I've heard is that the game seems more balanced, you know, when it's Space Marine versus Space Marine, so that you don't have, you know, the overwhelming sort of trickery of one new codex, like a Xenos codex, like the Eldar say, yeah. um, overwhelming that. And then that becomes sort of the focus of how do you deal with the, with the formation or, you know, an overpowered unit. Yeah. Everybody is on equal footing. For the most part, and and uh, it's weight of fire and tactics that determine the winners in 30k. So people tend to respond to that. Uh, but do you think that's enough to make it more interesting than 40k? Um, it certainly adds this new level of tactics. But there's a weird thing with balance. With certain balanced games, they can be how do I put too balanced to where everyone has sort of set. They, there are like set uh, tactics that everyone uses. They're like a good example would be chess. There are tons of just set tactics that people use. They move here. They move here. They move here. This is your opening game. This is your middle game. This should be your end game. So you think that too much balance suppresses creativity? It it can. I'm not saying it it does for forty thirty k. I have no experience with thirty k, so right. I couldn't say whether does not balance creativity and it's a new game and it's a new game so people are still experimenting with it i'm just saying that it is possible yeah um uh, the first off the the i'm sure you guys have seen the all the rumors of, on on all the different sites like bell off souls the game comes with 30k plastic space marines in mark 3 and mark 4 armor which is the big draw for yeah. a lot of us who play 40k because getting our hands on Mark three and Mark four armor usually meant a trip to Forge World, yeah. <laughs> and it's incredibly high prices and it's fifteen percent, you know, shipping overhead, uh, and that was pretty prohibitive for a lot of us, um, yeah. at least for a whole army. Uh, this brings those models into our hot little hands. Yeah, at, those uh, sweet sweet four K models, thirty <laughs> K models, at um, at a reasonable price point. Uh, there's a significant cost savings if you um, are collecting. 30k space marines when you buy this box and so i've heard a lot of folks on different discussion forums talk about buying multiple boxes so that they basically can can create um, a whole army with for a lot less than what it would have cost for forge world yeah entire 
army of word bearers and ultramarines. Yeah, interesting, interesting choice of battle, I'd have to say. Yeah. Uh, out of all of them, the word bearers and the ultramarines. Because they're sort of not huge. Like, it's it's become cool almost to not like ultra, to not like ultramarines in terms of fluff. Like, in terms of, ta- in terms of like, 40k game, they're great. The Smurfs? The Smurfs are great. But it's sort of become, they've sort of become generic. And word bearers, I don't think a lot of people pay attention to word bearers too much. I mean, they do have some nice, cool stuff. They have some nice fluff. But I don't think they're um, hugely focused on. So it's, at least in terms of how people play. Well, so Force World is doing something interesting here. Immediately with the announcement and the availability of the Betrayal of Cal box set, Forge World announced upgrade sets for the the Space Marines you get in the box. And so they are upselling you, uh, you know, the torsos, the heads for each of the different chapters. I think there's salamanders, there's blood angels, there's ultramarines, (laughs) there's iron hands. There's a whole list of them. Um, Yeah, and they're even selling you these upgrades along with the Betrayal at Calf box set. Yeah. So you get it all at once. So it's pretty obvious that uh, GW is coordinating very well with Forge World. Gee, I wonder what that's all about. (laughs) Oh, man. I'm not going to be cynical. I think it's cool. I I mean, I, I don't really play ultramarines. I don't have an ultramarine army. Uh, but I'm very tempted to order the upgrade sets for Blood Angels because the Blood Angels torsos and heads are freaking awesome. They look amazing. I can either, I can turn those into veterans. I can turn those into a command squad, into, you know, um, the veteran, Vanguard veterans or something that look really amazing on the table or just create a 30K looking guys. These are like the, old line you know old vets of uh the blood angels mixed in with uh the more of the recent 40k mark six armor guys oh yeah and i'm not denying their coolness they're super cool it's it's funny because every like we people love to complain about gw and yet every time something like new and like exciting comes out people like immediately jump over it's like sold out sold out Sold out. That's how it's been with like a ton of things. Oh, so, as of as of yesterday. Well, so the game became available on Friday the seventh or Friday the uh, the sixth, and today is Sunday the eighth when we're recording this episode. And as of last night, uh, Betrayal of Cath was still available on GW's site. So it isn't it isn't sold out. It is, hasn't sold out. I thought it sold out. Uh, no, it hasn't. I, I heard it a rumor too, but I double checked yesterday okay. and on the GW site last night, it was still available. I've seen it on eBay and the eBay sellers are selling it for, you know, a slight discount. It's $150 US. They're selling, I saw it on eBay available for like 125 seemed to be the average price and included shipping. Huh. Um, so the discount sellers are selling it. There's no premium yet, which indicate, which would indicate it's a limited availability. Right now, everyone is, seems to be able to get their hands on it, seems to be able to order it. So, and, and some people are even offering it a discount. Age of Sigmar. Yes. What I heard was that uh, GW was asking its retail, its retail partners to uh, take a shipment of 70 at a minimum. Some really crazy high number of box sets. Oh. You know, with the expectation that it would sell high. And they were really like kind of pressuring the different retailers to do that. Um, and as a result, the ones that did ended up with a lot of inventory. Age of Sigmar, I think, has done okay, but it's not been right. the blowout that I think GW was hoping for. This, on the other hand, is incredible 
incredibly well anticipated yeah. by people who actually play the game or at least play 40k yeah and they just can't wait to get their hands on it i'm i'm excited about it because it's got the plastic contemptor yeah that's and even though cool. yeah super cool i always that's... wanted a contemptor uh but i didn't really want to shell out the cash at forge world um, i'm a little disappointed that it's such a static pose just like front facing you know two legs solidly planted on the ground yeah but still, so it looks cool and yeah. it's I, awesome. Yeah, I really love the look of the Contemptor. Me too. Yeah, Me too. It actually, it's actually it looks a little bit better than the normal Dreadnought. Would you want to turn some of these Space Marines into some Chaos Space Marines? I mean, or or would you, are you fine with like me like turning them all into Blood Angels? I would probably. I'm not sure because I would. I don't really use. I mean, I don't really use Bull Terminator. These are Bull Terminators, right? Yeah, pretty much. I, there might be some special weapons like Volkite weapons or something, but I haven't seen the actual sprues. Yeah, I don't use Bolter Marines as often as I did when I was still playing Chaos Marines. Right. So we, I would probably be, I would probably be fine. I might want to take a look at those terminators because i still use those yeah the cataphractic terminators those look super cool and uh, forge world's already um when they're offering their upgrade kits they've already shown showing you painted versions of what an, uh, an entire army painted as ultramarines or word bearers <laughs> or something else would look like in the box rather than painting them two different colors paint them all as one. Oh, that's cool uh and the the word bearers uh terminators look awesome ah that's, they look really great i need to look at that yeah well, I'm excited. Um, I expect we'll probably get our box in about in about three weeks or so. Plenty, plenty of stuff to do in the meantime. Oh yes, yeah. So um, uh, I'm working right now on my Tau. I'm almost finished with my Storm Surge. I'm pretty much finished with the um, with the the model itself. I just finished the gun um, this morning, and I'm starting to base it. So as soon as the, I think I'll probably be done with everything tomorrow. Oh, I yeah. see. I built my first set of stealth suits. Oh yeah, those those look awesome. Wasn't a fan from looking at photos of them, but became a fan after I started building them because they look so different from everything else in the 40k universe that we've worked on. Yeah, uh, they actually look pretty pretty cool. Um, and I've got two sets of fire warrior teams. I've got coming. Uh, well, I've got the ghost keel. I've got another set of stealth suits. I have a crisis suits. A set of box of crisis suits. I have a new commander coming, and I have a devilfish coming. Yeah, it should be fascinating to see how the um. It should be fascinating to see how they perform because yeah, because it, it's gonna be so. There's gonna be so much DACA. So much DACA. <laughs> I think so. Uh, I've gotten my DACA fix from my uh, guard army, but yeah. this is, I think, uh, on a whole new, different level. This is a di- yeah. This is a right. far different version of DACA. Uh, I'm curious. It's gonna it's gonna be a while before they're ready to play. We yeah, don't yeah. we don't like to play with gray plastic. No disrespect if you do. We get it. But as yeah. like we indicated in an earlier episode, we're all about the cinematic of the game. Yeah, and it's better if we're play- paying with uh, playing with painted armies. Yeah, ultimately it just yeah. so feels better. You'll keep you'll keep hearing about our Tau hobby progress yes. um, as time goes on, and then we'll certainly report back when we um, uh, finish and actually play our first Tau game. Yeah, so um, let's take a little break, and when we get back, I'll talk about our trip to Memphis. And we're back. So uh, I went to Memphis. Yes. Yeah. Yes, you did. Yes. <laughs> All right. So um, I uh, I went to Memphis to attend the U.S. Olympic boxing trials. 
a client of mine uh, was fighting in the uh, trials to make it onto the U.S. Olympic team as a boxer. She um, is amazing. And um, uh, long story short, after, you know, five up and down fights, uh, mostly up, cause she <laughs> she ended up winning the whole thing. Which yeah. is really exciting. And that was, that was really fun. That was great. And during the meantime, I ate a lot of barbecue, the most amazing fried chicken I've ever had in my life. A place called Gus's Hot and Spicy Fried Chicken. Oh my God. So good. Uh, I had great barbecue. Uh, went to, uh, famous Beale Street, which is where the music, the blues and a lot of, a lot of New Orleans type of drinking goes on there. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and just as fun paid a visit to a place called Mid-South uh, Hobbies and Games. And that was super cool. That was great. I'm, I'm going to try to make it a mission every time I go to um, a different city in the U.S. to pay a visit to the hub of the 40K community and uh, and check it out and pay a visit there. So went there, and uh, don't disrespect to um, anybody. If I, if I say something that sounds callous or elitist or something, it's because I'm, uh, I'm, I'm very elitist and I'm, I'm very callous. Uh, visiting the store... I felt like a little kid again because you walk in and half the store is railroad like components, like, like model train components and also RC controlled planes. Yeah. Weren't there uh, stock cars? Slot cars. Slot cars. Slot cars. 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 So half the store is like hobbies from the 1950s and 60s, (laughs) right? Including like, like shelves and shelves of all of these, you know, really arcane little, you know, you know, hobby parts for model railroads and stuff. And so I felt like a little kid visiting a hobby store back when I was, you know, 10 years old or something. That was very cool. Um, little clientele, like the people on that side of the store were, you know, I think, men well past middle age checking out the model trains and things oh. <laughs> yes okay but that section <laughs> of the store also had uh an amazing collection of paints and terrain supplies yeah like oh, i've if um uh, we're gonna uh, tell you about our facebook page in a second but um if uh, just to cut to to this part um i'm gonna post pictures of mid-south hobbies and games it's such a wonderful store and um that part of it was nostalgic but it really had an amazing uh set of tools for 40k because yeah. of all the paints and of all of the the woodland scenics stuff that you could buy there yeah the generic dad hobbies <laughs> yeah yeah uh we found these things called scalies which is what architects call little miniature people they're like super tiny you know tiny tiny little people that you put with architecture models or in this case for train models and they <laughs> they were of a certain era i see <laughs> yeah I we see. had they were like a, a little scaly group of chain gang members <laughs> chain gang. Uh, another one of like large people basically a bunch of fat people oh my god <laughs> i know <laughs> uh okay then okay. yeah shoeshine boys oh okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah imagine what that looked like i see those everywhere again man yeah so that that was funny but the store itself was wonderful the other half of the store was dedicated to tabletop gaming and so they had a large selection of uh, 40k um, they had all recent codexes in, out there, great selection of models great selection of board games and they had a whole room with about I think about six tables and they had a lot of terrain on, on shelves that you could, anyone can go in there and, and play, you know, just grab terrain from the shelf. When I walked in there, uh, we had a group of people playing, uh, Kings of War. Kings of, I have, you've not I heard of Kings of War? Never heard of this. Kings of this? War, Kings of War is Mantic Games sort of, uh, fantasy battle game. Okay. 
it, it. it is it is if you've got fantasy figurines and you don't want to play age of sigmar and you want to play your you know entire dwarf army say yeah um you can download for free kings of wars um rule set um from mantic's website and you can go off and running and it, it well they're they're kind of implying that it is sort of the spiritual successor to warhammer fantasy got it okay. but they've been around and this is not their i think their first rule set i think this is like uh the latest version of the rule set the game's been around for a while got and it. they have their own models and things as well but it's easily adaptable to the fantasy figurines from warhammer yeah so if you're disappointed of age of sigmar you don't need to burn those models right <laughs> it's perfectly you fine. can play king's war uh, and they just released, I think the downloadable, you can get free rules, but they just released a, a, a book, which I hear is quite nice that, you know, has more fluff and has more things contained in it. And it's a printed book. It's really nice, but that one will cost you some money. And so I saw people playing using Warhammer fantasy models, yeah. uh, playing Kings of War. And so that was, that's the first time I've ever seen that game being played anywhere. Um, so that was cool. And then another, uh, table with people playing War Machine. Uh, War yeah, Machine. Whatever that is. <laughs> that thing <laughs> uh we ran into some folks there um they were really nice and so they were just getting into 40k so i had a nice conversation with them about you know picking up the hobby and learning how to paint and sticking with it and you know hopefully improving your skills over time and hopefully incentivize them so anyway that was it was a fun trip uh a little on the bit on the outskirts of memphis but uh, well worth the trip if um, we have any listeners from Memphis or who are at Mid-South Games, please send us an email. Let us know what you think of our description of your store. But I certainly <laughs> felt very welcome there. Uh, and I would love to play next time I'm, I'm in Memphis. I mentioned our Facebook page. We have a Facebook page. Yes, we do. We so finally, media. We, we're catching up. We're catching up. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we would love for you guys to pay a visit to the Eye of Terror podcast Facebook page and give us a like. Um, we sort of soft launched it, um, a few weeks ago. We're, we're posting pictures of like our, our towel models. Um, I'll be posting pictures of Mid-South Games and our visit there, as well as fun, interesting facts. You can even see a picture of Alec and I there. Oh, yes. Yes, you can. You can finally see our faces, our strange, strange faces. And why we really belong in radio. <laughs> yeah. Self-deprecation. So that, that, that's really fun. Uh, so please visit us on our, on our Facebook page. Okay. Uh, we had a very fun three-way fight. So when we come back, we're going to get uh, a description of that fight. And we're going to be talking to Arthur Shulsky, who's been on our, our prior episode. He came down to play with us. And so we'll get into the whole battle report of Corn Demonkin versus Space Wolves versus Blood Angels when we come back. My name is Mike Rignetta from the YouTube show Idea Channel and the podcast Reasonably Sound, and you are listening to The Eye of Terror. Okay, we're back. We have with us Arthur Shulsky. Arthur, you just played a epic game of Warhammer with Alec and I. How do you feel? I feel tired. My brain hurts. It was uh, <laughs> That was a great game. I, I, I've been trying to put together the Space Wolf Force for... Gosh, probably a couple months now. I, mean, I really wanted to have this horde of blood claws coming out of Drop Pod uh, Force, and I finally was able to put it together. 
And, uh, you know, we had this opportunity to play a 1v1v1, 1,500 points each, and it was a blast. Uh, Alec, any initial thoughts? Uh, yeah, I was actually really surprised at how well the Space Wolves performed. They were wrecking house, admittedly. Yeah, um, yeah I, I pretty much did similar in terms of just flat-out aggression. That was my first time playing against Space Wolves, and I was shocked at how resilient they were and also how tough they were in, uh, in Assault. Um, so basically, the game we played, it was uh, all of us against each other, all three armies against each other. Free for all. Arthur played Space Wolves. I played Straight Blood Angels, and Alec played Corn Demonkin. We, this was a King of the Hill battle where there was an objective at the center, and if you held on to it at the end of the turn, you got one victory point. But if you held on to it at the end of the game, you got three victory points. Uh, there were no no kill points. There was no Slay the Warlord, nothing else. It was just the center objective. It was King of the Hell. All right, so uh, maybe uh, quickly go through your list, Arthur. So I had uh, three Lone Wolves and Terminator Armor, Thunderhammer, and Storm Shields. I had three squads of Blood Claws with a Wolfguard Battle Leader with Storm Shield Power Fist. I had two Rune Priests. One was level one and one was level two. Uh, both rolled on Divination. Kind of whiffed on the rolls a little bit. I was trying to get a Forewarning. That's the one I really wanted. Get a, a squad of Blood Claws, a four plus inbound save, but did not get that. Uh, what else did I have? I had a squad of Long Fangs with Flak Missiles. And I had two squads of Thunderwolf Cavalry with power, were power maces and melt-a-bombs. Yeah. So six total for their... And you had drop pods. And I had drop pods for all the blood claws. Yeah. So fun list. Bla- it was a blast to play. Okay, Alec, what was your army? I had a blood host attachment with... Um, it had a Jugger Ward... Go ahead. A jugger, oh, it had a Jugger Ward on a... Um, it had a Jugger Ward with the Gore Drinker artifact... Uh, there were blood crushers escorting him. There were two squads of flesh hounds, one that had a demon prince as a part of it, who had the blood forged armor. Then I also had, and he, the demon prince was leader of the charnel cohort, which had two squads of blood letters and the squad of blood crushers in it, as well as the flesh hounds. And in the in the slaughter cult led by the trigger ward, there were Two Berserker squads in Rhinos, a Possessed squad in a Rhino, and that was my army. Yes. Yeah. Did you include Demon Prince? Yeah. Yeah, I already said Demon Prince. Okay. And I played Blood Angels, so I had a Chaplain and Terminator armor. He was wielding uh, the Veritas Vitae, which is the AP2 um, Strikes at Initiative sword. I had a Sanguinary Priest. Um, for my troops, I had two squads of five-man tactical marines, uh, each with a LAS cannon. I had a company of death squad with six uh, death squad, one of them with a power fist, and two hand flamers in there. I had um, sanguinary guard, three with swords, one with the axe, one with the power fist. Uh, leading them was Commander Dante, who was my warlord. Um, and I had... A Sakaran battle tank and a fire raptor. Okay, so I went I went uh, heavy on the Forge World, and finally I had I had a uh, Furiosa dreadnought in a drop pod that I totally forgot about. Didn't deploy them, <laughs> didn't use them, 
So that was like 170 points that I just totally wasted, did not even bring to the table. I completely forgot to check my, double check my list and didn't, they didn't make the game. Um, the way we played was that we uh, rolled off for uh, deployment and then um, um, Alec, actually I won the roll, so I got to deploy first. Um, Alec was second and then Arthur was third. But then Alec, you seized the initiative. Yes. That's right. So give me some, give me some highlights, guys. What, what do you think? Just give us a, a general overview of the game. I mean, I really enjoyed the Space Wolves and the corn kind of coming in the middle of the board and just duking it out. Um, yeah, just sweet. lots of melee, lots of carnage. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I think I was a little too liberal with my placement of the blood claws out of the drop pods. I think uh, my biggest mistake was going on the other side of the board with my first drop pod and attacking George. I probably should have let him attack Alec first <laughs> for the first two turns before he even got to me instead of making that initial assault. But I did kill an entire unit of Death Company with one squad of Blood Clones, so that was fun. Um, that was about, yeah, that's about it. I think uh, I played pretty well. I probably wish I just would have been a little more uh, reserved with the Blood Claws. Uh, I played a, I would say, a very tactical game. Um, For I, sure. Yeah, I had two strong saw units, Death Company, which disappeared in the first turn, <laughs> and um, the Sanguinary Guard led by Dante alone, Sanguinary Priest, and they were in reserve. I, I mostly uh, shot from a distance with uh, Sakarin with the uh, Fire Raptor and with my two squads with Last Cannon, so I was like picking things off for the most part. But then I, I had to face, I'm the first one to face the Demon Prince. Mm-hmm. Um, the Demon Prince was the heavy hitter on the board. That's the, he has what, what was initiative? Initiative nine or something? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, initiative nine with an AP2 attack and with like seven attacks on the charge. That's crazy. Dante's gone up against this guy before and lost. It's just the weight of attacks and the fact that you get the hit first is just too much. So I didn't want to repeat that, but unfortunately, it was up to Dante to save the universe from the Demon Prince. And so he, uh, he took him on in, uh, in a challenge and uh, what happened was of course the demon prince killed Dante and then just like last time the sanguinary guard just rushed in and avenged their lord and they, they ended up finishing the demon prince sanguinary guard I think performed very very admirably I really like them as a unit you pair them up with the, sang- with the sanguinary priest to give them a final feel no pain and they are just hard to deal with so I, I like those guys. My MVP was my uh, Sakarin, which just consistently destroyed things the whole game. And like, what, what? Give us some highlights from your end. Okay, some of the some of the greatest moments were easily the. Okay, there was a fantastic moment where during one turn I was able to kill both warlords. <laughs> oh, right. oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> both both the um, both at the aforementioned Dante and. Uh, Arthur's rune priest with my oh, and both of which were killed by HQ units in a challenge right which I was extremely happy about yeah and besides that I I'm always I'm always happy with the odd massacres that are conducted through sheer weight of attack by my people I always, I always play with the, when it comes to demon Ken, I always play with just all out aggression even mm-hmm. if it and it eventually turned out to be a little bit suicidal as the game started to come to a close, I had very few units left on the table, as usually happens. 
But you're uh, you're the combination of, of corn demonkin aggressiveness and blood tithe points. Yeah, really. How which kept blood giving you points. every every round. You would cash them in, and you'd get plus one attack and feel no pain. Feel um, no pain for my slaughter. So many attacks. Feel yeah. no pain for my slaughter cult. Plus one attack for my the entire. Sheer weight of attacks in melee is just really hard to deal with. Yeah, yeah. They ended up chewing through like uh, one of your squads of uh, the noble cavalry. Yeah, the noble cavalry blood laws just just disappeared. Two, two squads of. Two squads, two squads of blood claws, a lone wolf, uh, and one squad of thunderwolf cavalry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, there, there were just so many attacks coming from the corn side of things, um, and I was happy to watch you guys fight it out for yeah. a while. And I, I thought I could just swoop in with Dante and the Sanguinary Guard, and you know, mop up, but it didn't turn out that way. Mm-mm. Yeah, you thought you thought you had a uh, cozy and comfy sitting in the corner for the entire game, waiting for. Wait a minute, no, me and I Alex to just beat each other. I was fighting a demon prince, dude. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's not exactly the same thing. One demon prince. Yeah, wow, one demon prince. Yeah, and some flesh hounds. I, I, I kill a few flesh hounds. Yeah, so the game, uh, so the game uh, went uh, on turn five. What happened was that Alec was almost tabled. He had. One rhino sitting on the objective. He had already scored two victory points for sitting on the objective throughout the game, unopposed. He ran a rhino up on the objective and parked it there. <laughs> because it was a troop carrier, it was objective secured. Mm-hmm. We failed to kill it, kill the rhino. So it was parked up there. So Arthur and I ended up meeting in battle between my sanguinary guard and I think you had what do you have left? I had two lone wolves and a one thunder wolf cavalry. Right, right. And so we went into combat, and uh, we uh, I killed one of the lone wolves, and you killed four of my sanguinary guard. Then uh, Alec rolled to see if the game continued, and the game did not continue. So Alex, single little rhino sitting up there. Plus his aggressiveness in, in staying in, on the objective throughout the game won him the game. So it ended up being three points to zero for Arthur and I. Arthur and I got zero points. Um, Al played very well. He was aggressive well, right? and didn't look back. <laughs> it was a it was a super fun game, and, it, and the whole the, the at the very end it was anyone's game. Mm-hmm. You know, the Blood Angels could take it if they just would hold off your the Space Wolves attack and kill the Rhino. If it had gone one more turn. There was a good chance that either Arthur or I was going to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they didn't. That's yeah. that's what happens. Yeah. yeah, I was. Yeah, I was genuinely surprised. Yeah, we, was, we sound a little tired because we have been playing since three o'clock, and it's now like almost eleven o'clock at night. <laughs> <laughs> we took we took a, an hour break to get pizza, but apart from that, we've been playing the number one hour. It was super fun. I love uh, I love this massive saw. It was on a four by four board, so there wasn't anywhere to go. It was just like. Just slog it out and fight it in the middle. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. All right. Well, any any last words uh, about the battle we just had? I just look forward to my lone wolves getting some more revenge. I mean, those lone wolves did great. And definitely want to incorporate them in some more lists. All right, cool. Any uh, last words from you, Alec? Corn blesses those covered in the most blood. <laughs> <laughs> so that's not George in this battle. No, that's blood. definitely, definitely... Nice. <laughs> uh, no. So I uh, play tactically, my friends. Play that. Let let these you know knuckleheads you know fight it out. Just 
bring guns to chance sword fights. That's that's my motto. <laughs> All right, when we come back, uh, we have a few notes, and then we're signing off. And we're back. All right. So rumors, things that are happening in the near future, hopefully in the world of 40K. Uh, guess what I heard? What did you hear? Uh, Chaos Space Marines Q1 2016. I am very, very excited. Yeah. I Please, I just hope they make it different. It's like, oh, just, I mean, like, just, uh, just make them better, please. Please, I mean, well, well, okay. What would make Chaos Space Marines better, in your opinion? Like, what what does that book need in order to make it viable, playable, and and fun again? Um, okay, first of all, if we're going to go Marks of Chaos, then please, please, please don't make them cost anything. They should if, just if, come if, like if, chapter tactics. If you do it, yeah, they should just come. Yeah, they should come like chapter tactics. That would make them extremely viable mm-hmm. because that because you're just putting attacks that our loyalist brethren don't have with their army that's true they get they just get automatically taxed and it uses up quite a bit of points not only that but i think there's only like a few really good units in there like and or like the rest are sort of either meh or bad and that's no, and that's no fun. Like, um, the good units are like Heldrake. Heldrake's always fun, always great. Um, Plague Marines are actually super cool. Yeah, Plague Marines cool. and plan, uh, Mark of Nurgle in general is really neat, but again, you have the tax and obliterators. Obliterators. Obliterators have been surprisingly useful for me, at least for me. I know some people are like, oh, they're. No, they're tough to play yeah, against. Really, huge, huge. Really yeah, tough to kill and very, um, adaptable to any situation. But beyond that, there's not a whole lot. You have not played your Chaos Space Marines ever since Corn Demon King came out. Oh yeah, because Corn Demon, because before with Chaos Space Marines, I was like, lot losing, 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 losing. I lost. I lost again. It just, <laughs> it just kept going on like that. It was depressing. I mean, Corn Demon can really. Help. I mean, admittedly, while the tax is still there for some reason, I don't know why. Uh, just automatically included. Corn Demonkin has been amazingly good. Yeah. It's just it's just I mean, compared to Chaos Space Reigns, they've become so viable in that they've changed the all demons are fearless. I mean you have the blood type system which helps tremendously. Yeah, it, just, it was very evident in last night's game that we just finished talking about that the blood type system really um, reinforced your army at key times and kept you in the fight against a very determined Space Wolves uh, attack from Arthur's, you know, forces. Um, oh, yeah. The, you kept rolling. Um, uh, well, you kept, every time you know, would die, you would get a blood type point, and then you'd cash it in for a plus one attack and feel no pain. Yeah, or yeah, feel no pain for the slaughter. Right, chaos. and that, that, those kind of bonuses don't exist currently in the Chaos Space Marine book. We have... Yeah, the most the Chaos Space Marines have is a rule is a rule that makes that forces you to challenge. 
yeah that's is, dumb which is just like oh great now my my main dude is not going to be able to fight all your dudes i mean <laughs> right. they don't have the same thing but that makes sense for corn right. and they have a bunch of good stuff to balance that out all we have is that and a ran and randomized blessings that could potentially turn you into a horrible chaos spawn <laughs> right then that's probably not a good thing yeah, for the, the most part yeah the table is bonkers yeah so they need to simplify the table they need, yeah, they need to simplify the table they need to remove the unnecessary taxation and probably lower the cost yeah, of some lower, units yeah lower the cost because like, give some, other units um additional um additional. uh either powers or buff them up in some sort of way like what do you think the worst unit in, in the, the chaos book is oh the worst unit I'd probably say maybe Thousand Sons uh-huh. because they're way overpriced for too little. They, I mean, what do they do? What do the Thousand okay, Sons do? Okay, the Thousand Sons, um, besides costing a really, they just cost way too much. Yeah. Besides that, they have like AP3 Bolters, which sounds cool on yeah. paper, except there's only like, except there's, since they're so expensive. That you only usually have like squads of five, and they're not, it's not like they're super, like, it's normal space marine accuracy. Right. And, um, they have a four plus invuln save, which is just, it, again, sounds good. It yeah. sounds good, but ultimately, it's just, it's unnecessary for the foot soldiers. I, right. I, 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 I've tried, I've tried them before. They sounded, I, when I first saw them, I was like, oh, that looks great. I mean, sure. Yeah, there's the sergeant, a sorcerer. Oh, that sounds, it, it didn't i they like do around like half of their hits on space like two hits on space marines and it's like oh you've killed two space marines with your with your ap3 bolters with your ap3 your ap3 bolters because those space marines are probably in cover no right? no they weren't even in cover oh. they were just like regular shooting oh that's why you just yeah, kill automatically kill two right space right. marines and then they die because they're hit with way more fire because you only had to do a squad of five because they're so expensive. <laughs> and then like right. a bunch of them die because they, they're still only have three plus armor saves. Right. I mean, if you, if it was something like, Oh, you could reroll failed saves. I'd be like, Oh, that's great. Right. Or like sort of like a, what deem what let the Zinchi and demons have. Right. So wait, let me, you said the one thing that sergeants are sorcerers. Sergeants are they level, are level one, one sacred? Sergeants are level one sorcerers with four swords which, uh, uh, that's pretty good. I mean, I mean, you get an extra psychic point. Yeah, but again, they just again. But you can't afford so, that many because they're so expensive. They're so expensive. They are so expensive. Right. And it's it's pointless to have them. Oh, if you have a chaos sword with a mark of zinch or a chaos sorcerer with a mark of zinch, you'll get them for troops because right. you're gonna want. Uh, two, I think they're around like a hundred. Like they're like. Uh, they're like a very, they're like a he- very heavily modified chaos sword, or even like beyond that, yeah. expensive. Yeah, because tactical space marines, at least for the blood angels, are seventy points base, and then I usually yeah. add a last cannon for a five man team. And that's ninety points. Now these guys are like hundred something, hundred sixty something. Why? That's crazy. Yeah. Okay. That's, nah, that's too expensive. That's far too expensive. Because they die just like. They die pretty much like chaos space, like like regular space marines. Yeah, but like plague marines are the exact opposite. They're yeah. tougher. They're, yes. they're, they're what they should. They're what the thousand chuns should be in terms of toughness. They have feel no pain. Toughness five. Right. They don't. They prevent the other. They prevent the other guy from getting his bonus attacks on when they charge. Right. 
they have poison knives. They're just amazing compared. Yeah. To, they're like gods compared to a thousand suns. And in a game that I think at this point still favors shooting over assault. Um, yeah, I don't think there's anything special in terms of you know shooting capabilities in the chaos book, right? No, there's there's we have we have sort of ex, we have expensive assault and we have mm-hmm. not very good shooting. <laughs> what a combo! Oh yeah, just a perf- sign me up perfection. No, yeah, no. It's I I feel like we should. I they feel like they tried to mirror Space Marines in some way. Yeah, but made things way too expensive and just sort of. And they don't even have, and they shall know no fear. Yeah, they don't have the. So they can no run away. So they're just like, ah. Yeah, okay, that's another ma- massive default. Yeah, just a huge. Thousand year veterans are running away. Which is. From a brand new unit of but scouts. If, but if you pay, you can get <laughs> plus one leadership. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that book needs a definite it, it upgrade. Just, yeah, it, seriously. I mean, okay. I'm so happy with Corn Demon can revamp space, Chaos Space Marines. Like you did with those guys, GW, get on it. Well, that would be cool. And if they got their own um, gargantuan creature equivalent, even better. It, it looks like all the armies are getting a gargantuan creature. Yeah, it seems. Um, yeah, because recently I was a Tau. Right. I don't know what that would be for Chaos Space Marines unless they incorporate like Bloodthirsters into I mean, we were, the Chaos Army. Well, that's, a, well, that's just Monsters creature. It's a Monsters creature? Yeah. I mean, there are like, I, I know there are some Forge World Gargantuan Chaos creatures. They're like Demon Lords. Right. But, but d- those are like Forge World. Yeah, yeah. That's Forge World. That's, that's different. Forge World. That's a different. Well, that that would be super cool. Well, then, you know, Imperium forces have, you know, Knights for the most part. Yeah, they, they have, yeah. Tau's got the Storm Surge. Uh yeah, Corn's got uh Bloodthirsters. Yeah, we there's there's a rumor in the, also the rumor I heard was that Tyranids are getting um upgraded. You know, sometime next year, probably later after Chaos Space Marines. Yeah, um, and that they're also getting a plastic gargantuan creature. But that, no, again, cool. very very early on. Rumor. No, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, but we don't we don't play Tyranids. I mean, we don't play Tyranids. <laughs> Filthy bugs. <laughs> <laughs> I've never played against Tyranids. No, I've yeah, never. We never. could play Tyranids if we built the, yeah, the Space Hulk game. Yeah, if you we built, if you built, yeah, it's just, okay, so, <laughs> um, okay, so what happened was we have this Space Hulk game. We bought it like a, like near release or upon release. We uh, the, like the weekend was announced. Yeah, I put the announced. order in. That yeah. was over a year ago. Yeah, that was oh yeah. And now it's just been sitting there <laughs> on in the shelf. Box. <laughs> we looked at. We opened it. Yeah, we opened it. We looked at it and we're like, oh, these models look cool. Put it back in. <laughs> haven't touched it since. <laughs> it's just sitting there collecting dust. I know. And I every once in a while I'm thinking, oh, those uh those will make amazing Blood Angel Terminators, Assault Terminators. They look so detailed and so awesome. I'm gonna pull those out and then. I get distracted by other gray plastic. Like, ooh, Tau. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, tau. ooh no, Necrons. What is <laughs> oh, oh, Death Corps Krieg. Let me make an army of those guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. We, I, I don't know about you guys. Let us know what you guys, what the deal is in terms of unpainted, unbuilt plastic at, uh, at your homes. Yeah. <laughs> because we have, I have an addiction. I'm a 40k addict, and so I've got boxes, uh, and a lot of them unopened, of 40k models that have not yet been made. They're in my head. They're a part of an awesome unit that will crush, you know, <laughs> its enemies. But they're just in boxes right now, and I'm consistently working on stuff. 
And Allie comes over and we, we work on, we model some stuff together. Like probably next week we'll be working on some blood letters. Yeah. Some more blood letters for your corn demon can army. Yeah. But I just have piles of plastic. So when I look at that 40 K pile of plastic and then I look at space Hulk, I think I'm, since I play a lot more 40 K, I'm probably just going to work on, you know, some more troops for whatever, whatever. Exactly. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, let's end on guilt. That's a good place to end. On guilt? On guilt. That's, yes, that's, always, that's always great. <laughs> let's end on guilt. All right. So uh, that's been our show. As always, we thank you for being a listener to the Eye of Terror podcast. Please get a hold of us. Send us an email. We're available at uh, the Eye of Terror podcast at gmail.com. Please visit our Facebook page and give us a like. And in the meantime, I'm George. And I'm Alec. And we play 40 and 30K. See you soon.